If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. This is our second episode this week, Rube, and it's been a good week around the world of Ripley Athletics. First, we relive the Viking football win Tuesday night in Madison with highlights from Joe Linville, the voice of the Skyhawk Radio Network. I also caught up with one of the stars of that game, senior Quentin Joyner, and I had a chance to sit down with a guy who rewrote the record books as a receiver and a current Viking football Hall of Famer, Jeff McCoy. Rube, what'd you have? Well, it was a big day on Thursday for the uh, Viking cross-country teams. They have two runners going from the boys' team to the state uh, cross-country meet. And the lady Viking team won the regional championship down in Huntington. Well, I talked with the voice of the Shady Spring Tigers, and I had a conversation with David Heiss, who is uh, being inducted this week in the Viking Football Hall of Fame. And I talked with Wes Hopper. He's a senior member of the Viking soccer team. Tuesday night, the Vikings got back on the winning track with a 28-0 win in Madison over the Scott Skyhawks to improve their record to 4-2 on the season. The first possession for the Skyhawks ended in a punt that pinned the Vikings inside their own 20. No problem for the Viking offense as it shows its explosiveness with this run from Joey Ramsey as heard from Joe Linville, the voice of the Scott Skyhawks. Here comes Stevens in motion, and it'll be a fake jack sweep right up the middle. Big hole. Here comes the running back out of the backfield in the form of Joey Ramsey. Ramsey's going to sprint down the sideline. He is going to go all the way to the end zone, and he cannot be caught all the way from the 20-yard line, an 80-yard touchdown run by Joey Ramsey. Carter Cochran's extra point kick was good, and the Vikings led 7-0 with 9.03 remaining in the first quarter. Both teams failed to score in their next two possessions, with the Skyhawks threatening to tie things up midway through the second quarter, deep in Viking territory, when freshman linebacker Brady Anderson steps up. Fry goes from the gun, comes in motion, drops back, wants to pass, looking, fires one across, interception! Here comes the Vikings across the 20, 25, 30, and some holding down there, no flag, and finally drug out of bounds at the 44-yard line on the... uh, interception for the Ripley Vikings. It is Brady Anderson, a freshman, 6'3", 220. The next three possessions ended in turnovers, two for the Skyhawks and one for the Vikings. But the second Skyhawk turnover set up this play from Stevens to Miller. Crossback wants to pass, fires across the middle, and it is complete. And he is on the move at the 40. He's going to outrun him. He's going to go all the way to the end zone. He's at the 20, 15, 10. Reese Carden catches him at the goal line, but it's not enough. So that will be a 58-yard touchdown pass play for the Vikings. Carter Cochran extra point kick was good, and the Vikings led 14-0 at the half. The Viking defense forced the Skyhawks to punt on their first possession of the second half. The Vikings took advantage with an eight-play, three-minute and 37-second drive 
with another Joey Ramsey touchdown. This time, they'll hand it off up the middle. Joey Ramsey coming to the near side. He's got to remove it to 30. He spins off one at the five, walks it into the end zone for another Ripley Viking touchdown. The extra point kick from Cochran was good, and midway through the third quarter, the Vikings led by three scores. After nearly another quarter of scoreless football, the Viking defense forced a poor punt from the Skyhawks, and the Vikings took over in their own territory. And it didn't take Joey Ramsey long to post his 12th touchdown of the season. All signals quickly hands it off to Joey Ramsey. Ramsey, got, they got a hand on him, and then he spins, turns back to the other direction, across the 25-20. He's going to go all the way to the end zone. Touchdown for Ripley. Once again, it is Joey Ramsey on the carry. Carter Cochran connects on the extra point. He makes it four of four on the evening, and the Vikings led 28 to nothing. Scott threatened late in the ball game, but their bid to break up the shutout was put on ice as freshman defensive back Parker Boyd intercepts Fry's pass in the end zone to help the Viking defense preserve their second shutout of the season. It's going to be Reese Carden, Jeff McCoy, and Dane Messer line up receivers to the near side. Picks it up off the ground, fires a pass, he's got a man open, intercepted. Ripley comes out of the end zone. With a record of 4-2, and two, the Vikings will look to stay on track Another win this week, just 72 hours later as they host the Shady Spring Tigers for homecoming on Friday night. Game time is set for 7.30 p.m. You can hear all the action beginning on C98 at 7 with the West Virginia Telecom countdown to kickoff. Join myself, Jeff Waybright, and Phil Iman for all the action. This Viking senior has been dominant over the last month of the season while trying to soak up every second of what's left. Brian Johnson sits down with lineman Quentin Joyner. Welcome back inside Viking 360, joined now by Viking senior Quentin Joyner. Quentin, we've met with you once this season already, but you have been unbelievable the last couple of weeks, man. You're playing at a different level right now. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, and I wouldn't be able to be where I am without the JV giving as much as they can. And so I thank it to them for pushing me as hard as I can to practice. The thing that gets me about you is you play defensive end, but a lot of times uh, when a play gets by you and gets downfield, you're making tackles downfield 20, 30 yards from the line of scrimmage. That just shows the level of effort you're given. Yeah, I try to give it my all, and Coach always tells us the only thing we can control is attitude and effort. So if I give it 110, then I know I'll be fine in the long run. I mean, three games in eight days, pretty cool. I mean – Unusual, obviously, but uh, got to be fun for you as a teenager. You get to play three football games in basically a week. Yeah, it's different, but I'm glad we can. Due to COVID, we missed a game or two, and I'm glad we're just making some up. You uh, things kind of dwindling away here. You know, you only got two regular season games left that are on the schedule. Uh, we win on Friday night. We're probably in the playoffs. Pretty, pretty well lock up a spot. I know you guys have been playing with a sense of urgency all season long, but uh, I don't think it'll be any different uh, for the game Friday night. No, it won't. We haven't been to the playoffs since 2018, and I can't wait to go back. Quentin, uh, keep it up, man. Best of luck. Thanks for the time, and I uh, look forward to seeing what is in store for you the rest of your senior year. Thank you. Ripley Middle finished its season 4-1. and one. Coach Dwayne Merritt's Vikings defeated Ravenswood 46-7 on Thursday. The voice of the Shady Spring Tigers is Keith Thompson of WJLS in Beckley. He talks about Friday's showdown between the 2-3 Tigers and the 4-2 Vikings. 
We're talking with Keith Thompson, the voice of the Shady Spring Tigers on WJLS down in Beckley. Keith, thanks for joining us today. Well, Mike, looking forward to it. Thank you very much for, for asking. Well, what can you tell us about the Tiger football here in the crazy year that is 2020? Well, uh, unlike you guys, we haven't had to play three games in a week. I can, I can say that. Uh, of course, we lost our opening game with uh, with Lincoln County on the 28th, as did you know everyone across the state. And then, uh, actually, we kind of got to play pretty much play four games in a row. But the problem with Shady this year is we have absolutely been decimated with injuries. And the Nicholas County win at Summersville on uh, on the 4th of September, end of the first quarter, we lose our starting quarterback, dislocated shoulder. In uh, the third quarter, lose the uh, starting running back, uh, compression injury to his right leg. He's also a huge track star, the Valentine kid. He's done for the year. So, you know, just just a lot of injuries that uh, that that's hit this team. Uh, Jaden uh, Hershberger has been hurt. Jaden, fortunately, is back. He's a very quick player. Uh, we had to go to a backup quarterback, Cameron Mann. Jared Lilly, who was the starter that got uh, that got injured, he's been playing some. So Cameron and, and Jared have been bouncing back and forth uh, in the quarterback position, but I'll tell you what, you look at everything that this team has lost injury-wise, and, uh, you know, we, we were kind of fortunate with with a couple games that got postponed or canceled, whichever one you want to say. The West Side game that was scheduled for the 2nd of October was a, almost a godsend for Shady Football, the fact that, uh, you know, we didn't have to play. We could have an opportunity to have some kids get healed up a little bit. And then the next week, the Wyoming East game, that game had to be canceled on both schools. Shady had uh, had uh, had some issues. Wyoming East had some issues. So both had to cancel. So, you know, kind of that gave us a, a little extra time to, to get well before, uh, before the game with Mingo Central. And then that game was also canceled. And we played Midland Trail High School last week, a very, very good single-A team, and uh, lost to them 38-13. And Keith, I know that the the Shady program has had some stability. Vince Kulaserto, I believe, is in his 16th season there with the Tigers and, and made uh, back-to-back playoff appearances. Yeah, Vince uh, Vince has been, been there for 16 years. Uh, he took over. Charlie Alls headed the program. John H. Lilly, who uh, was a longtime coach at, uh, at Woodrow Wilson, now is coaching at Independence, was at Shady for a good while. Yeah, back-to-back playoff appearances, uh, losing at Robert C. Bird uh, two years ago, and then losing in a very, very tight game last year at home. First time Shady had hosted a playoff game at home in years to Mingo Central by uh, just a few points. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's been good. But, you know, a lot of the, a lot of these kids that played on those two teams, uh, you know, we, we had a lot of seniors. This, this is a pretty young ball club that Vince has now. I mean, they're... They do have uh, some senior leadership, but, you know, when you start losing as many seniors as, as Shady lost last year and then this year, uh, you get hit with these injuries. Uh, it's, just, it's just hard sometimes to turn it around and, and, and get going. And, you know, this game uh, with Ripley, I mean, looking forward to coming there doing the game. But, uh, you know, I could, to tell you who would start right now, I, I couldn't tell you. 
And Keith, I believe this is the first meeting ever in football between uh, Shady Spring and Ripley. So we're looking forward to Friday night's football game. Well, I think it is. And, uh, you know, like I said, we're looking forward to coming up there for the game. I've been on your campus a few times called several basketball games there. And always do uh, walk out and take a look at that nice looking football field with the turf and everything there. So, you know, we are looking forward to coming up and playing the game. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can bring enough kids uh, that, that aren't hurt. It won't look like the waiting room of the physical therapy place. And, uh, <laughs> and we'll have a good game. Okay. Well, Keith, thank you so much for your time, and we'll see you on Friday. All right, buddy. Take care. Lady Viking Cross Country captured the AAA Region 4 Championship on Thursday in Huntington. And two members of the Viking Cross Country team also qualified for next Saturday's state meet as we hear from Coach Jimmy Groves. Coach, a big day for Viking Cross Country as the Lady Vikings win the Class AAA Region 4 Championship and advance to the state meet uh, down at uh, Cabell Midland High School. Tell us about the Lady Viking performance. Yeah, we, we started out with Ellie. Of course, um, she won the regional with outstanding performance. I don't know if anybody was anywhere close to her. And then Opal Huffman is an, another freshman who is really turning it on. Uh, she ended up being fifth. And uh, Haley McCune was ninth. And Jaden Casto finished in, also in the top ten. And my, la my last two runners were Tori Fisher and... Emma Shockey, and they were all in the top 16 runners in the region, so I was very happy with their performance. And not only did the Lady Vikings do well, but you have two Vikings, both underclassmen, and they will be qualifying uh, for the state meet as well. Yes, uh, I'm telling you, in the last month, Chase Peppers has really turned it on. Uh, he really has become a faster and better runner. And anytime a two-sport athlete like Max Meadows is can qualify for the state with as many activities as he's been doing, that is a great future before him. And Max, only a freshman, but he plays soccer in addition to running on the cross-country team. Yes, it's, it's an outstanding uh, fall that he's had. What kind of atmosphere is it? You've been to these state meets before, now you're going down to Ona and compete uh, for the state championship. What kind of atmosphere can these young runners expect when they go down to the meet? Of course, being COVID uh, year, I'm sure it'll be a little different, but it's something that you remember forever. I mean, I can remember like it was yesterday when Jack Yergo was taking me to the state meet in Elkins. Coach, congratulations. Great day for Viking Cross Country. Yes, thank you. This former Viking says he loved being a part of the team during his time with the Blue and White. Now he loves being a family man, as well as a member of the Mountaintop Media Team, who brings you live streaming coverage of Viking football. Here's Hall of Famer Jeff McCoy. All right, welcome back inside Viking 360, joined now by one of the best to ever suit up on the offensive side of the football at Ripley High School. And I think I probably should have asked Mike Rubin to help me do this interview because this guy could not be covered one-on-one. -on -one. That's Jeff McCoy. Jeff Appreciate you doing this, man. Uh, you were so much fun to watch. And, uh, again, I feel like Rube should be here to bracket me on this coverage because I there's no way I can cover you one-on-one, -on -one, buddy. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, man. That's that's some, Those are some big words there. So I don't know if I'm worthy of that. You are 100%. Uh, one of the best to do it. 
you and uh, your quarterback, Corey, I had him on a couple of weeks ago. You guys had such a great rapport with one another uh, and, and just how you guys operated out there on the field. Uh, do you think much about that or, or relive those moments at all? I know you've got two young boys now, and, and it kind of makes you reflect a little bit from time to time on, on your life. Uh, do you think much about it, or uh, you know, are, you, are you at that point in your life? Well, I really haven't thought that much about it over the past few years just because, like you said, I'm chasing these boys around everywhere and trying to help them build their own legacy or whatever they want to do, whether it's sports or piano or whatever. But it's hard not to think about Corey and, and you know, our 2002 team and what we accomplished, man. It was a lot of fun. It was, a you know, I, I miss – being able to be part of a team like that um, where you can, you know, we were so in sync and then, uh, you know, I got to take it to the next level with Corey, obviously, but uh, I mean, it, it was a good time. And, but here recently since been attending more of the games, uh, it's just been something that it's hard not to recollect on and just remember the times that we had there. I mean, it was a good time. It was a good part of my life. I, I really enjoyed it. We'll talk a little bit about, recent history here in a little bit and what you're doing now but uh, when we look back uh, at at time played and then you went on to play uh, in college uh, it's hard I know from my perspective it's hard to uh, find a level of football better than high school football man especially uh, back in the time that I was playing back in the the leather helmet years you know, it's, it sure feels that way but it, man it was such coach marino you had the pageantry of ripley high school and the fan support uh it is really hard to match that you know and i played in some great uh, venues in college and, and a great experience but as you know that's more like a job oh yeah and, and high school was is fun high school was fun um it was almost it was a slap in the face a little bit when we showed up to our first game at UC and, uh, you know, there was more, there was less fans than there were in one section of the Ripley, you know, our senior year, because we had a great fan base. Uh, yeah. We had a lot of support, community support. So uh, that, that did take some getting used to, because it, it felt more like practice than it, it didn't have the hype and the buildup to it that we, we got our senior year. When you when you look at your team and in the history of Coach Marino and his three yards in a cloud of dust, what does it mean to you to think about him opening that offense up for you and Corey and and Nick Howry and and Brandon Rogers and Sayer and all these guys uh, that were fantastic athletes? Coach was maybe a little bit ahead of his time. I mean, everyone said. Uh, you go to Ripley, he's going to grind it out, and we're going to run the football, you know, 40 times a game. Not with you guys. Uh, you know, I was thinking about that the other day, um, and the amount of trust that he put in Corey and the offensive line, and, you know, like you said, we had an explosive running game on top of that because um, we did have Steve Sayre, Brandon Rogers, Daniel Harrison. The year before, my junior year, we had Brock Stott. So, I mean, we had some, some guys back there that could really – uh, turn it up and, and get hit the corner or hit it up the middle. Um, but for Coach Marino, just to allow us to do that, then put that trust in, in us, you know, I, that meant a lot to me, especially a lot of people don't know this. Maybe Corey made mention of it, but he the play that he would call when we would run the play and it was everybody pass blog, Jeff, get open. I mean, that was the play. 
It looked like it from the box. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it looked like too. And I would signal to Corey, hand signal what route I was going to run as I was standing on the line. That's how, that's what he let us do. So, it, I mean, it was awesome. Spin it forward now, Jeff. Uh, you're there every Friday night for the home games. You're part of the Mountaintop Media crew, the guys streaming the games for the fans. And uh, you guys do a tremendous job, by the way. Uh, it's a great product. It's been fun watching you guys. You talk about being a part of a team. You are part of a team. It's, it's fun to watch you guys kind of operate. I can hear the Henry boys going back and forth at each other every <laughs> once in a while. I can understand that. You can understand that as having a brother. Yes. Uh, but how cool is that for you to be a part of that? Oh, that's so cool. Because uh, Nick was my best friend, you know, and, and then Ian and Jonathan are my wife's first cousins. So we all do this at Family Things anyway. I got in on the tail end of this. Um, I showed up basically for the first game to help them film, and they've allowed me to become a part of it. But I was I could not believe the quality of the product that they were able to put together in such a short of time. And then not only that, like how much they've grown and learned about the software and the programs that we're using uh, to deliver a product uh, for the community. I mean, I think it's been a great thing for the, the high school. I think it's been a great thing for the community, especially during these trying times. But um, I, when I've watched it back though, and, and you, you and C98 being such a supporter of it, that's huge because just watching it back, I mean, yes, it's a good product. I, I think it's a great product. But having you and Jeff on there, uh, giving the play-by-play just like it is on the radio, that is fantastic. That makes it – I mean, that to me, that makes it. Otherwise, you're just watching, you know, a video without any sound. So. Yeah, well, we're excited to be a part of it. And I look forward to see what's going to happen with it next, uh, Jeff. But uh, family. I know family is really important to you. My son – uh, shared a uh, homeschool uh, with your boys last year. Yes. Uh, and, uh, man, those are some talented young men. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I, I remember being there for something for my son one day, and I watched your boys play about seven different instruments, and they were <laughs> running all over the place. And I can see their they have athletic ability. Between their dad and their mom, they're, they're born with some athletic ability. <laughs> but I was really knocked and blown away by just how talented these kids were uh, from a musical perspective. Well, thank you. We, we do put a lot of time into that, probably more time than we do, you know, in the backyard hitting baseball or, or, or kicking a soccer ball. But, you know, a lot of that needs to go to their mom, the kudos, because she put so much work into them. And if you recall, she was a two-time All-Stater as well. So she, I do. <laughs> she has yes. she has the ability there, and she's she's a competitor. So it doesn't matter what they're doing; she's pushing them to be the best they can be. And I mean, I, I, I got, I'm really blessed with the wife and my that I have and the family that I have. So thank well, you, Jeff. That. Well, Jeff, we're blessed to have you as a, a Viking alum. We're blessed to have you. Uh, at Ripley High School now as part of uh, Mountaintop Media. And thanks so much for taking the time today and catching up with the Viking Nation, man. One of the best to ever do it. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Ripley High's soccer teams saw their season come to a close. The Lady Vikings finished at 6-6 after losing to top-ranked Parkersburg South in the sectional. The Vikings senior Wes Hopper talks about a tough double overtime loss to Parkersburg. Our guest on Viking 360 is Ripley High senior soccer player Wes Hopper. Wes, thanks for being with us today. Yeah, anytime. And uh, 
we had a disappointing ending to the Vikings soccer season, a tough loss uh, to the Parkersburg Big Reds. It was a game in which uh, we had a couple uh, close goals that did not go in and a couple that were called back on penalties. It had to be a little bit frustrating for you. Yeah, like we looked at the YouTube footage of the game and many of those shouldn't have been called offside, so it was frustrating for our season to end so early. And Wes, you were telling me that you've been playing soccer for quite some time. Tell me a little bit about the history of, of you and soccer. Uh, I played rec soccer until like third grade. Then I played travel soccer. And I played in middle school and high school for the soccer teams. We've just been, uh, the travel teams, FCR, and we travel basically anywhere around the area to play teams. And I know that uh, you put a strong emphasis on the academic side as well as the athletic side. Tell me about the, uh, the courses that you're taking here as a senior at Ripley High. Uh, I'm just taking college and AP classes just to get it out of the way now. It's not too much work though, I don't think. Give me a, an example of some of the courses that you are taking. I'm taking AP Calculus, AP Gov, uh, AP Chemistry, things like that, just in any field really. And you were telling me that uh, you haven't made a final decision on your major or on your college of choice, but you have plans to attend school. Tell me a little bit what lies ahead for Wes. Well, I applied to WVU and got accepted, but I didn't decide on my major yet. And I'm interested in business or something in the sciences. I'm not really sure yet. Wes, thank you so much for being with us today, and, and good luck to you down the road. All right, thank you. Five Viking greats are being inducted into the Football Hall of Fame this season. Among the honorees is 2009 All-State lineman David Heiss. Well, we have five members will be inducted into the Viking Football Hall of Fame this year, and one of those is our guest. It's David Heiss, and he was a, a standout on the Viking team of 2009. David, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. David, let's talk about that 2009 season. It was a really exciting year, and that the uh, and one that the Vikings uh, reached the playoffs. And what are your thoughts as you look back uh, on that senior season? Well, we just had a lot of fun. You know, we worked hard. We had a lot of fun. Uh, me and all my friends, we just put out everything every day. Uh, you know, throughout the summer and the off season. And we just made so many memories, just being together and working hard. And, you know, we accomplished a lot of goals that season. We didn't fall short, but, you know, we we, we made, a, made a great run. Well, David, the unusual about that team was, uh, well, it did make the playoffs, but you had to pay, play both playoff games away from home. You first uh, went to Nicholas County and uh, won that game and then ran into uh, an old Ripley nemesis, the Brook High School Bruins, and they were able to knock us, off the, knock us out of the uh, playoffs. But that had to be an exciting time for everyone around the Viking program. 
Yes, absolutely. You know, going to the playoffs for uh, the first time in a really long time. You know, we had all of our family and friends uh, there to support us. Uh, you know, they drove so far to get there. It just, uh, you know, it, it was amazing uh, how the whole school and staff and team and uh, all of our friends and family were there behind us to support us the whole way. And David, I'm looking over some of your season stats and some of the ones that, that really jump out. You had four quarterback sacks, but 14 tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, a block punt. It was a great season uh, defensively for you and, and that Viking ball club. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I definitely got put in a, a great position there to, uh, to, to help out my team there. But, you know, it was honestly just having a whole lot of fun and uh, – working hard and I just be in the right place at the right time a lot of those times. <laughs> and then after football season you went in right into wrestling season and had a, a pretty good uh, wrestling season as well as I recall you had some injury problems later on in the season but still uh, wrestling and football tend to complement each other from a, uh, an athletic standpoint. Yeah wrestling uh, uh, it, was, uh, it was a hard growing sport uh, you had to work extremely hard for it, but it, it did make you a better football player, uh, you know, stronger, uh, faster, and just, uh, you know, then again, just being with your friends and family and them supporting you, uh, you couldn't ask uh, for a better uh, town to be behind you. And David, you went on that year to win the Athlete of the Year Award. That was quite an accomplishment. So why don't you bring us up to date on uh, on what you're doing now and where you are? I live in Harkin, uh, West Virginia now. I've got a wife, Natalie Ice, and uh, two little boys, uh, Caroline and Hudson now. One's, uh, one's three and uh, one's three months old. So um, I'm actually working for Kinder Morgan with Tennessee Gas Pipeline as a uh, an equipment and controls technician and some compressor station. I uh, work out at Cowlitzburg, Kentucky now, so that's where I'm standing right now. Well, David, uh, thank you so much. Congratulations on being inducted into the Viking Football Hall of Fame, and good luck to you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.